When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. I'm Ken Epsuck, and this is Daily Thrones, a quick look at the world of ice and fire, and it would seem as though we have seen the last of Mira Reed. This, based on comments that actress Ellie Kendrick, who of course plays Mira, said to Metro. She admitted she's still, quote, waiting for the phone to ring when it comes to finding out if she's to be involved. So... There's still a possibility. There's a long shooting schedule for season eight, but she doesn't know. She just doesn't know if she's going to be back. And you would think at this point she would have had a call. They are in the early days of production on season eight. She's just in the dark, doesn't know her character's fate. She's still alive. We got to uh, we got to see her and Bran have kind of a final underwhelming goodbye because Bran was off lost in his head. Uh, but Kendrick says, I, I wait for the phone to ring and then I find out, but it hasn't rung, so I don't know. I'll find out whether I am or not at some point, but for now, I haven't been notified, so I'm yet to discover. What do you guys think? Do you think that is a sure thing that Mira Reed would not be back in season eight? I think we want her back. I think she deserves a little bit more of the than the send-off she got, but here's the counter to that. Bran just kind of saying, yeah, cool, thanks for the lift. It's realistic. It's not the best. Sometimes what happens in life. And it's better, I'd rather have her go back home to her family than die. Um, but now, if she's uh, if she's close to what's going on, and she is, where the reeds are, um, then uh, I, I would hate to just know that her ending is is out there. That we assume what she becomes a white or puts up a fight, runs away. I don't know. I. I I want more for this character. She did a lot. She's very valuable, very key character. Got Bran to where he needed to go. Yeah, there's a lot of other people helping, but Mira survived. She's the one that also got him back, ran by herself as Hodor held the door. It was Mira who carried Bran down. So she's very valuable to what's going on. So I, I would I would like to see more, and I think a lot of us would. Also, her not on the show would mean that we probably aren't going to see Howland Reed. And, and Howland Reed has been promised by George R. R. Martin to return in the books, or at least show up in the books. He's mentioned often, of course, and was with Ned at, at Tower of Joy. So I was hoping. In fact, remember that shot of Maester Wolken at the Heart Tree? We all thought, ah, he's speaking to Bran. That's Howland Reed. No, didn't show up. It would be late in the game, but I think it would be nice. It would be nice to see Howland Reed, Mirror Reed, and have them join the fight. Have them show up at Winterfell. Have them be part of it. But it doesn't look like it's going to happen. Yeah, it could still happen. That phone could ring for Ellie Kendrick, but I'm predicting it doesn't. So what do you guys think? No Mirror Reed in Season 8. No Howlin' Reed in Season 8. Let's get some thoughts, theories, more questions about it here on Daily Thrones. Hey, Ken. So I wanted to talk about this casting news of the actress who plays Mira Reed says she's pretty sure she's not going to be in season eight. She has not yet received the call. She said there's still a chance it could happen, but most likely it's not going to. So that would mean the last time we'll ever see her was her goodbye scene with Bran. But more implications about her, maybe her not being on, 
something I've been talking about, I know other people on Daily Thrones have been talking about, uh, thinking that Holland uh, Reed was going to show up in Season 8 and maybe be the one who confirms to Jon Snow about his true parentage, confirms what Bran tells him. But if is not coming back, I don't think Holland Reed is going to also show up. Um, he's a character I want to show up. You know, I think he's going to still show up in the books, however. Hey, Ken, Kevin Ross. Uh, for Mira Reed, it's a Larry characters that we don't know what's going to happen. I kind of think in either um, episode one or episode two, based on where we see the Night King's uh, main force, we're going to see them in a montage. Um, Hodor, I believe, is going to be at Winterfell, but Hot Pie, Mira Reed, right? Those folks are going to be stuck in the montage of us walking of of the the undead walking south because we need to see terror and have a connection to the terror that's coming down in this natural disaster called uh, the White Walkers and the others. Okay, so for this is not just for Mira, but for all of the insulary characters that in the north, they're all going to be White Walkers in a montage. Thanks. All right, Kevin, you might have finally won this Hodor's a white and we'll see it argument. I, I actually like this idea. I'm not saying I'm going to put any money down on it at the Gold Coast Casino in Las Vegas. All right. I'm not going to say it's a safe bet, but it's a good idea. If we're talking about what happens to Mira Reed, which is our conversation here right now here, first segment of the day, or uh, what happened to Hot Buy or what we dread and fear might have happened to... Hodor, after he held that door. That'd be a way to see it. That'd be a way to see it. The Night King and his marching army, marching south, seeing faces that we know and love. That would connect us to this dread and this threat, this army. It, it, it would frighten us. It would break our hearts. You know, maybe... Uh, Dolores Ed comes down for the Night's Watch. Maybe he is now away. Maybe Tormund, Beric Dondarrion even. Uh, maybe someone from the Umbers. We know the great John, I don't believe, still alive in story, as we know. Yeah, Le nor is the uh, small John. Um, maybe, uh, you know, uh, nah, I don't want to go as far as say Davos. We're going to see what happens to him. But you know what I mean? Someone that we connect with. So, so Kevin, you might be right. You might be right. This might be the way for us to see Hodor as a white. I know you've been on that kick. I know you think it's going to happen or you want it to happen. I don't know if the dead are going to be raised from Winterfell, but I could see this happening. Just a little shot of a uh, zombified hot pie, a zombified Mira Reed, a zombified Hodor. It's not the end I want for those characters, but when does Game of Thrones ever end the way we want it to? Ken, it just seems to me that if we don't see Mira Reed again, that is a huge plot thread that's just kind of left hanging. Uh, you know, and the same could be said about Howland Reed. If we don't get Mira Reed again, I then there's almost no point to having Howland. But we have to. That's that is such a that's that you, you can't just tease us Howland Reed for all this time. I'm talking about the books too, and then just not have him. But then that gets me thinking, since this is the last season coming up, and since we are limited the number of episodes, do you think that half of it is going to be tying up all the loose ends? 
I mean, I thought that's what they were trying to do this season, but looks like there's a lot more coming. What do you think? Yeah, Mark, I'm definitely with you. I think not seeing Mira Reed and, and Howland Reed, and, and I do agree they're both connected. It'd be weird to have Howland show up and be like, oh, Mira Reed's dead, Jojen's dead. Yeah, he's dead. I don't know where she is, but I'm here. John, let me tell you a story. Uh, they're connected, and it is it is kind of a dangling plot line. So your, your big question here of, of loose ends in Season 8, will there be a chance or a lot of time for the show to kind of tie up some of those loose ends and give us – uh, some buttons on some important characters or our favorite characters. And I I would like that. I would, I would be open to that. I don't want the Return of the King endings, the 12 false finishes, though I'm a big fan of Return of the King and I love every one of those finishes. I have no problem with that. Uh, but I, I get why uh, that that's not necessarily the smoothest thing to do, I guess. And Game of Thrones is, you know... Sometimes been un- unapologetic in how it sends off characters. That's why I'm almost not surprised that Mira Reed's not there and that we won't see her if that holds true. Uh, Ilaria Sand is an example recently where she just was gone. It was a great final scene, but that's it. Done. The last we'll see of her. And that's okay because that's kind of realistic. You're kind of not getting out of that situation. It does end bad in the world of Westeros, in the world of Essos, in the story of Game of Thrones. Not all happy endings. Ramsey warned us. So, if Mira, we never hear her again. She's not a white. We don't turn into the. Don't see her turn into that. Whatever. It'd be a loose end. But I could see. I could. Uh, I could see the show bringing back some of the more popular loose ends and tying them up. That's a possibility. What do you guys think? Will that happen? Will we have a chance for these allotted? A lot of time for these loose ends. And what are the loose ends you really, really want to see? Let us know here on Daily Thrones. Hi, Ken. Byron here. Just wondering your thoughts on Sirio Farrell and whether he'll be back. Um, I know a lot of people don't think he will. It's just there's been a lot of character returns uh, towards the end of the series. And uh, just be, would be I think it would be a great one to come back. Um, just your thoughts. Thanks very much. Hey, Ken, I'm talking about Mark's call and loose ends. And, I've, you know, I've talked about this before. And for some reason, it just, it it kind of bugs me. And I, I know it's not crucial that we see him again. I under, And I totally understand that. But I really do hope we see Edmure one more time. I just want to know if, if he, you know, did Arya let him out of that damn cell? And we know that he was in at the phrase. Is he, is he at the Riverlands? What's Edmure up to? I, 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 I just that's something I personally want to know. But I understand if a lot of other fans don't really care about Edmure. It's more of a personal um, thing with me. Talking loose ends, and Byron's got a question about Serio Pharrell. Now, Serio, we do believe is dead, even though he died off screen. And in Game of Thrones, if it's off screen, we still believe you're alive. I would love the idea that Serio Pharrell returns in some kind of form, Byron. Uh, again, I don't think it's going to happen. I, I, I do believe now he died, but there's been a couple seasons where I've harbored this belief that Serial Pharrell is alive and that Serial Pharrell is someone else. So it could still happen. And Eric talking about Edmure Tully. Will we ever see what really happens to Edmar? Will he get a reunion with Rosalind Frey, his wife that he never really knew? Eric will hold out hope, but that loose end gets explained. Guys, if you got more loose ends, call into Daily Thrones. That's what you can do. Join the conversation. We'll see you tomorrow. Bye. 
I'm Ken Apsock, and this is Daily Thrones, a quick look at the world of ice and fire, your place to ask the big questions, the big what-ifs, the speculations, the theories, the how's it's going to end, and what does it all mean. Make sure you call in. Put your voice here on Daily Thrones. Let's get to some calls today. Some big what-ifs, some big plans for the Night King, and much more here on Daily Thrones. Hey Ken, so I have another what if, and this one's pretty big when you think of when you think of the implications of what this death really caused. So, my what if scenario: What if Ned was never killed? What if he, from like the beginning, used his head, said what he needed to say about Joffrey being the king, and got out of Dodge, even if by force Greg got the girls and got back to Winterfell safe and sound, and he had lived, and then he you know supported whoever he wanted. How differently would that have affected things? Because his death was a huge catalyst for a lot of things that we saw on the show. All right, Eric Askin, one of the biggest what-ifs we've been trying to answer since season one. Actually, since you first read the book, whatever that was, if you uh, read it before the show. What if Ned Stark had survived? Now, we've asked before, we've talked about it here, about what if he had taken the black? What if uh, that plan, the one that Cersei... uh, claimed to uh, want had happened and Joffrey did not take his head how would that have changed things Ned at the wall how how would that have uh, changed helped or even stunted Jon Snow's growth all those kind of things are good questions that we can still address but what Eric has put out here is a big what if I think about it every time I rewatch season one what if Ned had left town what if he packed up and didn't let Baelish distract him didn't let Bayless stop him. What if he had said what he needed to say, maybe said it in a letter, not directly to Cersei, causing some problems. Ned, maybe not the smoothest thing. Oh, just Ned. It hurts you in the end, huh? But what if that had happened? Grabs Arya, grabs Stansa, and leaves. I think we still would have had a war, not necessarily a war for the Five Kings. I think Ned would have backed Stannis. Let's say Renly still leaves and declares himself king. Would you have had Ned and Stannis against Renly? I don't necessarily think so. You might have had maybe more of a chance to broker some peace between them. But let's just say it's a no-go. And Ned, being just and stubborn as he can be, says, no, Renly, you are not the rightful king. Stannis is the king. We must follow that. So... Do you have Renly fighting the Lannisters and Stannis and Ned? Does Ned try to uh, convince Stannis or Stannis convince him to march south, take King's Landing, battle of Blackwater Bay with a little bit more Stark help? Or is Ned going to try another strategy, another way of work around? Also, let's not forget Sansa and Arya. If they'd escaped, their paths would have been drastically different. Sansa wouldn't have grown Arya wouldn't have grown now those are uh, you know we're also asking what if a big plot point hadn't happened of course the show was changed it was fun to wonder Arya would not have ended up with the faceless men she would have probably lived a, grown up to live a life she didn't want Sansa would have gotten the life she wanted but not the growth she also would have uh, not experienced some, some really horrible things and that's uh, that's a plus I guess you would say same with Arya uh, but in terms of just strategy, I 
I see it uh, still going. I don't think Ned would have uh, necessarily told Stannis to march south. I don't see Ned doing that, wanting that all-out open war. Maybe they would have let Renly do it. Uh, House Tyrell, Renly's uh, side, Renly's camp, maybe would have uh, stayed together, band together, gone south. And then maybe Ned and Stannis hang back and see what happens. I don't think you would have seen the King of the North. Now the other question is, Ned's still entrenched up in the North. He's not the Warden of the North. Ramsay Bolton doesn't become, well, Ramsay. Roos stays in his little weird world. Would Roos have eventually gone against Ned and Stannis? Teaming up with uh, Tywin? Possible. But my other big question, the big what if to this, if Ned had survived, what happens when news starts coming down from the wall? things are going wrong. Ned believed, I still think when he cut off Will's head in the first episode, and Will's talking about seeing the White Walkers, that look he gives Roderick Cassell, I think Ned believed him. Maybe not on the surface, but deep down. And then when he sees the entire wolf moments later, or well, in the show moments later, of course, I think he believes even more. So I think if word starts coming down, Jor Mormon is sending ravens, Aemon Targaryen is sending ravens. Alistair Thorne comes down with a severed, leftover, burnt white arm. I think Ned might have convinced Stannis to head north. Also, how would Ned have reacted to Melisandre? That's perhaps another thing. So maybe he and, Ned and Stannis would have split anyway. And I believe Ned would have turned his eye to the north and handled what he felt was the real problem. What do you guys think? What happens if Ned survives and leaves town? Let's post your thoughts and theories here on Daily Thrones. Hey, Ken, Kevin Ross. All right, this is a big one. What if Ned left town? <gasps> okay, the thing that we're all forgetting is Littlefinger. Littlefinger is around, and the Littlefinger gold plot of him paying off all the Lords, uh, Lords of the North debts now activates. If Ned turns around and bolts north, Littlefinger is rallying all those lords together, and he's going to rally those lords underneath Renly. So Renly now has real legitimate power in the north. Uh, Stannis does go to Ned, and they unite. Um, Ned does hold the banner uh, for Stannis to say, yes, he is the rightful king, and they begin to come down, but Renly will block their... Um, descent to the south with the phrase the veil he will literally create a shield wall to keep them from coming and now tywin starts going to work thanks all right kevin i'll spot you this one i think it's a good good notion to put out there baelish is still on the loose ned flees town teams up with stannis stannis has the iron thrown by right baelish probably would throw behind renly he'd have a way to do that but what about varus is Varys an X-Factor here? Baelish had the jump on him. Baelish is dead now. But Baelish did have the jump. They were kind of, you know, I, I, as a viewer, took them as neck and neck all the way back in season one and two. And Varys maybe kind of stepped out ahead. And then Baelish, with the removal of Joffrey, uh, the Game of Shadows, he was winning. But Varys had the Targaryen Restoration Project. Ilium Mapatis is there. Folks in Essos, yeah, there's no Griffs, there's no young Griffs, there's no that in the TV story. And I'm mostly talking about TV with this big what if here. Who does Varys 
throw behind. What does protecting the realm and serving the realm and all those things Varys believe in, what does that do to him? I mean, Kevin, you always talk about the spider. The biggest problem is he's always looking for the next contender, the next person he wants in the throne if he doesn't like what you're doing. So I would think at this point he's got to choose, and it's not going to be Joffrey, it's not going to be Tywin or Cersei, even though he's in their house, quite literally. I think he'd have to choose. And if Baelish was going for Renly, Varys might go for Stannis and Ned until you throw in the magic. Varys is right to believe that putting dark magic in any kind of power isn't a good thing. Which takes me back to something I was talking about in my previous segment. If Stannis and Ned were to team up and Melisandre was in the picture, what would Ned do? I don't see Ned, a practitioner of the old ways, a believer in the old gods, would... Be uh, be be uh, okay with Melisandre burning all the f- gods from the faith of the seven, and taking uh, Stannis down the path of uh, well, not darkness but uh, light. In their view, would Stannis back down from that? Would he feel that he needed all of that if he had Ned and more support from the north? Yeah, you're right. Maybe Baelish would take away the phrase, uh, but we know the Tullys would stay. I think the eerie would stay, you know, John Aaron would have been killed at this point. Yes, Baelish did have Liza, so would she flip on her sister and her brother-in-law? I don't know. But I going back to this idea of Ned versus Stannis over religion, who would have won? Would Stannis be like, yeah, Melisandre, thanks for all that. I might be a Zorahai reborn, but you know what? I have the power. I have Ned. I have the North. I can take the Iron Throne without all that. So if that was the case, then maybe Varys would find it easier to support them. Or maybe Varys leaves, gets out of Dodge, and really helps the Targaryen restoration up front and personal. Maybe not going any farther than Pentos, but maybe that would uh, be the case. What Where, where were Tyrion's uh, loyalties lie? Would he see? Would he have changed as a person? The uh, assassination, the murder of Ned Stark definitely helped uh, spin Tyrion into a uh, a different uh, growth and different path because he had to help run the city because that was such a bad move. And Tywin lost faith in Joffrey and Cersei and the people who left behind to rule. So maybe Tyrion would still be out whoring and drinking and not growing. But those are the little side effects of these big what if questions. So keep it coming, guys. I love this idea. Let's talk about what if Ned had left town and survived. There's a lot of different ways to take it from there. Hey, Ken. It's Vic. So I was hoping you could humor me for a second. I know this is a Game of Thrones show, but lately I can't seem to take my mind off Star Wars. Like you, I'm a super fan, so I was wondering if you ever found yourself drawing parallels between characters in Star Wars and characters in Game of Thrones. More specifically, which characters do you think resemble one another in their separate universe? I've got two for you off the top of my head. I think Han Solo and Dario Naharis have a lot in common, both being two guys that seem like they have a cavalier attitude about life, but deep down have a lot of honor. And I also think the characters of Littlefinger and Emperor Palpatine are very similar in that they both are absolute masters at mental warfare and using political influence to manipulate events. Anyway, just my thoughts. Thanks.
All right, Vic, let's talk Star Wars and Game of Thrones. I love doing that. Uh, when I'm on my Star Wars shows, like Force Center, my podcast feed with Joseph Scrimshaw and Jennifer Landa, I'll often draw parallels to Game of Thrones. And then often when I'm on Game of Thrones, breaking down episodes over on Thrones Talk or watching Thrones or even here on Daily Thrones, I'll make cross-references to Star Wars. For me, they're my two biggest uh, fandoms that I love playing playing in right now. And uh, because they're both epic in nature and because Star Wars is turning, not a, not a little bit, uh, not, not more to that grayish area, but, uh, you know, they're infusing some interesting wrinkles to characters, specifically Luke Skywalker. It even connects to that murky world of Game of Thrones even more. I did actually discuss something similar like this on my Spotlight Star Wars podcast over on Force Center, um, where I listed the top five Game of Thrones characters that would fit in with Star Wars, and that was uh, number five, Jamie Lannister, number four, The Hound, three, Ober Martell, two, Arya Stark, and one was Littlefinger, Peter Baelish, like you say, Vic, kind of an emperor, kind of a phantom menace. I love your idea of uh, Dario and Han Solo being... Uh, uh, similar, They definitely have that similar upbringing. I think uh, Han makes uh, a, a, a tougher decision sooner. And Dario made it more out of, uh, not lust, but not quite love at that point. I think he was infatuated with Danny. I think he believed in some of the things, uh, but I think that came later on. I think Han decided sooner, yes, the princess was there. Yes, he was infatuated with Leia, but I think he believed in some of the bigger ideals and he decided to choose at that point. Uh, specifically when he came back to save Luke and you're all kid, clear kid, let's blow this thing and go home. Um, but definitely similar types. Dario, definitely that rogue, that scoundrel. Uh, for me, Jamie Lannister is kind of like, uh, you know, uh, uh, that, that classic Star Wars uh, turn from good, uh, bad to good. The Hound is kind of a bounty hunter-like character. Uh, Ober Martell is, uh, is, is a great fighter. He's like an old-style Jedi uh, and uh, Lando rolled into one. Arya Stark would, could be, you look at someone like Asajj Ventress or some of these uh, Amara Jade type of character, uh, and even kind of a bounty hunter on her own. And Baelish, definitely like said, is the Emperor. So those are some of my thoughts on it. They definitely cross over. What do you guys have out there? What, what are some Game of Thrones characters that would work in Star Wars, and what are some Star Wars characters that would work in Game of Thrones, and who are uh, similar? Uh, you know, uh, Jon Snow and Daenerys, I think, well, well, I guess you could say they're more Luke and Leia now than we uh, would have previously thought uh, with that ending in Season 7. But same kind of trope, that Luke Skywalker thing of uh, out, and about, out and about, not knowing who you are, uh, a higher calling in front of you, you still have to choose to do it, obstacles, bad things, confrontations, death, tough wars... And a calling, a chosen one kind of prophecy hanging over your head. That's definitely Jon Snow, definitely Luke Skywalker. And Daenerys, a, a, a chosen one prophecy hanging over her head as well. But much like Leia knows a little bit more of her past or has a past to draw from. Leia did not know Darth Vader was her father. Did not know Anakin Skywalker was her father until later and all that good stuff. But she came from the Organa family. She had a, a history, an upbringing, something to draw from to inform her. So... Um, uh, and then she was cut from that. It was taken from her, and that's similar to Daenerys. So Luke and Leia, Jon Snow, Daenerys Targaryen, somewhat similar. What do you guys think? Let me know here on Daily Throne to continue the conversations about the big what-ifs about Ned. Uh, we'll get to some of the other uh, what-ifs 
that I was going to talk about today. The conversation went a little bit of a different direction. I loved it. So more what ifs about the Night King, the what ifs about John and the final Dragon Rider, all those kind of stuff. We got great calls lined up. More tomorrow here on Daily Thrones. <laughs>